The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time on a Sunday morning here on Riviera Radio where we talk to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob? I'm very well, Howard, yes. Um, how are you? I'm very well, yeah. Good. Can't Good. complain. Well, last week we dug into our virtual mailbag and answered various questions posed by the listeners. As well as the usual questions about taxes, laws and how things work in France, quite a few listeners asked various questions specifically about Blevins Franks. Your background, the services you offer, what you do and how you do it. But before we lift the lid on Blevins Franks, so to speak, what news financial or other caught your eye in the past week? Well, the... Actually, was, uh, there was quite a lot to catch the eye last week, Howard, and, and finding positives was, well, I would say, a little challenging. However, on a, on a, probably on a positive note, the week began with the, with the leaders of the world's two most dominant nations meeting on the fringes of the G20 summit in Bali. President Biden and Xi Jinping vowed afterwards that there would be no Cold War between the US and China, and they told Russia to stop threatening the use of nuclear weapons. It was Biden's first face-to-face meeting with Xi since he became president and their meeting paves the way for their top officials to now start a series of follow-up meetings, which suggests that a possible rapprochement after several years of worsening relationships is, is on the cards. Now, those worsening relationships with China obviously developed during Donald Trump's tenure in the Oval Office, but despite terrible results for his candidates in the midterm elections, Trump this week announced he will run for re-election in the 24 US presidential election. It was confirmed that despite grim predictions, the Democrats had actually retained the Senate with a key victory in Nevada. The Democrat candidate had been viewed as the most vulnerable of the, of the Senate and the Republicans had been very confident of flipping her seat. Victory for the Democrats sent Republicans into a spiral of, of, of furious infighting and blame. Now, Back in Indonesia, Biden also sat down with Rishi Sunak. During their first sit-down meeting, Sunak didn't even bother, we are told, to raise the subject of trade deals with President Biden. We were also told he's accepted there is little prospect of a deal with the United States. The UK Prime Minister said afterwards that boosting trade with the US can happen in lots of different ways and right now he wants to take the time to get trade deals right, such as the one struck with Australia which will make it easier for young Brits and Australians to go to work and to visit each other's countries, reduce the price of Australian goods that arrive in the UK and to support over 3 million British jobs. Now, in the UK, the soaring cost of dairy products, pasta and energy boosted inflation to a new 41-year high in October. Prices rose by 11.1% in the 12 months to the end of October, up from 10.1% in September. It's the highest rate of inflation since October 1981. The retail price index, an alternative measure of inflation, quite frequently used to calculate the uplift in some private pensions, that reached 14.2%, rising from 12.6% last month. That news was uh, was followed, as as lots of the press have, uh, have documented in, in detail, by the Autumn's UK statement which uh, was UK Chancellor Exchequer Jeremy Hunt announced a series of measures which will mean taxes will rise for everyone as the government looks to plug a £50 billion black hole in the the public finances. Next week we'll focus on what was announced and the impact those new measures could have on us living here, but with UK assets, income and expenses. 
In a sea of negative news, Howard, it was good to hear the OECD have published its 2022 Automatic Exchange of Information Peer Review Report. The report confirmed Monaco not only has its legal framework in place and is compliant with OECD requirements, but it's also online regarding the effectiveness in the implementation of EIA standards in practice. The Principality's deep attachment to compliance with the international standard of the OEC and the European Union in terms of tax transparency, whether in the exchange of information on the re- or on the request of automatic exchange of information. So, Rob, Levins Franks, where and how did it all begin? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it all began in London back in 1975. But then we weren't called Levins Franks, it was Blackstone Franks. And we, we actually evolved out of an accountancy practice. We were actually approached by a couple who were planning a move to Spain. They discussed that move with their UK accountants, who were familiar with their UK situation. The firm also introduced their, them to their Spanish colleagues, who assessed their situation from a Spanish perspective. However, neither side stood in the middle and said, if you do this, this and this, you'll put yourself in a much better position from a cross-border perspective. Now, Blevins Franks, and in particular David Franks, did lots of research and developed a bespoke plan for this couple, which minimised their taxes, ensured their testimony wishes were achievable, and importantly, the plan was flexible because it had to accommodate a potential return to the UK in the future. This couple were Blevins Franks International's first clients, and our new business grew from that tiny seed. David joined forces subsequently with Bill Blevins and together they expanded the business from Spain into France, Portugal, Malta, Monaco and Cyprus, oh, and the UK. As I mentioned, lots of clients do eventually return to the UK, so they need a return plan and once they're back, continue to receive the same level of service and ongoing service that they enjoyed while they lived in, in Europe. Where is Blevins Franks now and what does the future hold? Well, as you would expect, after after 47 years, um, the business has evolved and, and we're certainly in a much stronger position. We now advise over 6,000 clients with funds under advice in excess of £3 billion. Our expertise has developed and evolved as laws, taxes and the services we need to offer have changed. But fundamentally, what we do and how we do it is, is very similar to how we started. We create a plan, what we call a strategic financial planning strategy. We help clients implement that plan. Then we continue to advise and support them through regular reviews, which ensures their goals and expectations are achieved and their ongoing arrangements continually remain relevant. From somewhat humble beginnings in Old Street, London, the business has developed. We now have 22 local offices in France, Spain, Portugal, Cyprus, Malta and the UK and here in Monaco. Our clients are advised by 25 locally based partners and they are then supported by a team of private client managers and support staff who keep the whole ship afloat and everything running smoothly. Our local teams are then backed up by support from our central administration centre, which is based in Malta, as well as our in-house tax specialists, lawyers, accountants and pension specialists, and most of those are based in our London office. We've come a long way in the past 47 years. Things constantly change, which fortunately for us means people need help and advice, so our service Thankfully, it is in great demand. Has Blevins Franks clientele changed over the years? Um, has our clientele changed? Well, that's quite an interesting question. Maybe, maybe we need to internally analyse that maybe a little more. 
fundamentally, I don't think it has. We, we've always specialised in advising and looking after British expatriates who move or retire to our core countries. Over the years, we've certainly evolved, but we haven't spread ourselves too thin or tried to do or be something we're not. We've, we've concentrated on being very good in the jurisdictions where we have specialist knowledge. 80% of our clients are still British nationals. The rest are people who are or were previously married to a British national or people who have strong affinity to the UK and how things work in the UK, such as Europeans, maybe French, who spent many, many years living and working in the UK. What do you do? Can you talk us through a typical client journey? Uh, yeah, the, the starting point when, I, when, when people start, as you describe it, the Blevins Franks journey usually falls into probably one of four categories. Those who are considering a move to France, those who've decided to move um, and, and they're definite about it, those who are already here but now realise that they should have done some planning before they moved and those whose situation has or is about to change. Maybe, maybe they've received an inheritance or they've been working in France and now they're about to retire or or those who've now decided to make some fundamental changes to the way they live, maybe maybe sell their property and downsize. Of course, Brexit, time limitations, visas, and extra bureaucracy has made moving and therefore the decision to move a little more complicated than it was. Beyond that hurdle, the process is broader the same. We do what we did when David designed it back in 1975. We interrogate a, a person or a couple's current situation, understand their goals and aspirations, then consider the tax, legal and operational aspects of their move, then blend that into a plan, a, a roadmap if you like. All your personal arrangements are all connected, so nothing should be considered in isolation. How your assets, investments, savings and pensions interact with the French tax system has to be considered alongside, let's say, your testimony wishes. How your assets are structured, if that if they, that or they need to be changed, if there's an appropriate time to actually sell assets. These are all examples of, of why assets can't be considered in isolation. Planning and then the implementation is obviously important. You can't bake a cake without the right ingredients. However, the most important part of the whole process is probably the ongoing service we then provide to clients. We've made sure we have good people, locally based, who can be there when you want something. That element is central to the success Blevins Franks have enjoyed over the past four, nearly five decades. You've been advising British expatriates for more than 45 years. Has that changed? Um, I wouldn't say that how we advise clients has changed. I don't, I'd like to think we're better at it than we were, and to that end, we're constantly trying to evolve what we do. Of course, the, the world we all live in is, is continually changing, so we, we have to evolve. The legal and regulatory demands uh, never lighten, so those matters also have to change, which hopefully is, is, is for the better. Few of us like change, but I, I suppose in reality, change is the only constant. Over the past three years, we've all had to learn a new way of living. As we approach the end of 2019, I'm sure none of us imagined just three months later we would be confined to our homes and when we were allowed out, we'd have to wear gloves and masks and not even shake hands, never mind a bizu. Like it or not, change is something we all have to constantly accept and deal with. But fundamentally, what we do for clients and how we do it has evolved but not necessarily changed. But do you see changes in the future for Blevins Franks or British expatriates? 
Uh, well, from a Blevins Frax perspective, uh, we, we've got no intention of going in there. We've been around for nearly 50 years and there isn't anything on the horizon to say we won't be here for another 50. People questioned if we would have a business on the other side of Brexit. But actually, the opposite is true. Our business model has benefited from the fact that people now need more advice, not less, which is obviously fantastic for us. From a client perspective, laws and rules will continue to evolve and that won't change. Why would it? Tax authorities need to fund the government's coffers. So, so yes, the one thing I do see going forward is change. For me, the crucial issue is we need to be aware of those changes and where possible, avoid what could adversely affect us and always be on the lookout for positives. Even in the current in investment environment at the moment, there are some positives that we can use, which I really believe Bloody Franks is, is very, very good at. When someone moves to France, what would you say are the most important financial issues they need to be aware of? Uh, although today's broadcast is, has been about Blevins Franks, what we do and where we come from, I think the unexpected consequence has been how we cope, how we manage and how we find a way to prosper and evolve while everything around us continually changes. Uh, I suppose this is the most important message I'd like people to take away from this morning's report. We, we might think our financial affairs are the same as they were, which they might be, but things that affect them are constantly evolving, and that won't stop. In fact, from a fiscal legal perspective, over the past few years, we've seen more dramatic changes from probably at any point in recent history. Autumn's, uh, or Thursday's autumn statement in the, in the UK, coming so close on the back of a mini-budget in the UK, highlights the issue of change perfectly. Changes will continue to come at us, and probably quicker than we've ever experienced before. The Brexit transition period passed in the middle of the pandemic, so we're only now seeing the true fallout. If you've passed through Nice Airport lately, you'll have seen all the equipment has been installed for the EES immigration system that's due to come into operation in May. Lots of loose ends are starting to be resolved, and on many fronts, but gradually they will impact all of us especially if we have cross-border assets or travel between the EU and non-EU jurisdictions, such as the UK. When taxes change, those changes really directly benefit taxpayers, and temporary tax changes, in my experience, usually become permanent. We need to be aware of tax freezes and the reduction in tax thresholds, as we've seen in the UK, or the introduction of supplementary or additional taxes, such as increases to social charges, as we've seen here in France over the past 15 years. Bespoke strategic financial planning is complex, Howard, so if any of the listeners would like to discuss their personal situations and better understand how a bespoke plan could benefit them, speak to one of our local Blevins Franks partners by calling our Valbon office, and the telephone number in Valbon is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. Or, if our Monaco office is more convenient for you, speak to one of our Monaco-based partners by calling Monaco 97775574. That's 97775574. And as we say every week, anyone can find out what's going on at Blevins Franks or contact us via the website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob, and the autumn statement next week. <laughs> I look forward to interrogating it and then reporting back on it next Sunday, Howard. I wait with my breath baited. <laughs> Have a good week. Cheers. 
the Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or Riviera at BlevinsFranks.com. Are you buying, selling, or downsizing property? Talk to Blevins Franks about the tax implications. Besides capital gains and income tax, France imposes a wealth tax on real estate, and you need to plan ahead for succession tax. When moving country, are you better off selling as a French or UK resident? Blevins Franks offers expert advice and tax and estate planning solutions. Call 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.